Hello there, it's Christy Russell from Movers and Shakers Music and welcome to episode number six of the Music and Mindset Matters podcast. I have in front of me a massive whiteboard full of notes for this particular episode. Um, my mind is pretty racing right now. You'd probably have a little giggle if you saw what was written on there because this past week I have been um, listening into the Rewiring Your Brain World Summit. I don't know if anyone out there has been tuning into that um, as well. It's a free, it's been a free summit um, online where you can tune in daily with so many amazing researchers um, to do with all to do with rewiring your brain really strong focus on uh, neuroplasticity um, healing self-regulation meditation practices mindfulness practices um, tapping uh, emotional freedom technique if you don't know what that is um, so many amazing things that are really joining ancient wisdoms and eastern uh, eastern medicines and ways of being and doing with western um western science and things like that I, that's a bit clumsy how i've just described it but um basically you might think this is a bit silly to say it but it's basically backing all of the airy fairy hippy dippy ideas that a lot of people seem to think about when they hear meditation and mindfulness and stuff with science-backed research neuroscience all all the amazing um all the amazing uh, scientific things that we have at our hands you know quantum energetics quantum physics um pure mathematics neuroscience neurobiology all of that kind of stuff is really bringing together those sort of east versus west even though it's not a challenge but i feel like that's the way that i can explain it that a lot of people want to will understand um and it's just been fascinating my mind is being blown in so many ways so many wonderful ways and it's really inspiring me more than anything to keep on this journey and keep on my mission of you know trying to share the magic and the power of music and mindset and in addition to this week um, with the Rewiring Your Brain World Summit, I have been doing some more um, reading in the neuromusical research that I'm studying at the moment. Just add it to the other million things I'm doing at the moment, but my brain likes to learn. Um, so lots of things that are coming out of that, um, those two things that I'm sort of, I guess, studying at the moment um, is that neuro, the idea of neuroplasticity, which is what I want to talk to you about today. So I'm going to go and um, get myself comfy. You do too, whether wherever you're listening, grab yourself a drink or pop your ear, earphones in um, and I'll pop my little introduction music on and I'll see you in a sec. Hello and welcome to the Music and Mindset Matters podcast. I'm your host, Christy Russell. I'm a music and mindset mentor and founder of Movers and Shakers Music. I'm also a trained early childhood teacher, piano teacher, musician, mum of two, wife and passionate Aussie entrepreneur. 
I'm on a mission to spread the magic and power of music and mindset to as many people as possible. Every day I tap into the power of music and mindset and every day I notice how much more focused, resilient and connected I am at work and at home. You could even say I am more in tune with myself and the world around me and I want that for you too. If you're passionate about early childhood education, curious about the relationship between music, mindfulness and the human brain, then this podcast is for you. Join me each week as I discuss all things to do with music, mindfulness and why it matters so much to be advocating for this in early childhood. My goal is to inspire you with stories, research findings and a whole heap of practical tips so that you can have the confidence and skills to embed music and mindset practices into your daily routines and your early learning programs. Because when we love music, we love learning, we love life. Let's tune in. Okay, so the idea of neuroplasticity, if that is a term that is completely unfamiliar to you, I'll try and um, just make it really clear. It's the idea of um, our brain's ability to change. So similar to the concept of um, fixed mindset versus gross, growth mindset, you know, that old saying of a leopard can't change its spots or a dog what is it? Teach a dog. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. So it's that idea that our brain, you know, after the age of about seven or eight, our brain doesn't, you know, it loses its ability to grow new neurons, new networks, new pathways of learning. So that's really an old way of looking. And it's, it's not, it's, um, it's not the way that we are, a, that we see brain function and brain development these days. So back, if I give you an example, when I did my undergraduate studies in behavioral science, we had a lot of, um, you know, that was in the mid to late nineties. So even then there was this idea that, well, you know, obviously as a child, like learning a language, you know, people just always use this example of learning a language. It's going to be a lot easier to learn a language when you're young um, and it's going to be pretty much impossible when you're older. So, I mean, it is, it's definitely a little bit trickier to learn things as we get older, but the, we have now proven scientifically that the brain can actually change. It can grow new neurons and new neural pathways in some areas. That's the area of neurogenesis. Um, our, our genetic makeup, so this is talking about epigenetics now, our genetic makeup and expression of what that is, like how our genes can be switched on and off, those things can, um, we have, you know, it's not so black and white. That's the nature versus nurture sort of argument that, you know, whatever we're born with doesn't mean that that's what will, that's what will be expressed or happen in our lives. Um, so that's a that neuroplasticity idea is a whole umbrella. Now I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm again I'm not a um, a counselor. I'm not a music therapist. But what I have had in my past is you know undergraduate studies in the field of psychology, behavioural science, um, and then postgraduate studies in early childhood education. And you know it's I'm just passionate about how the brain functions and how it it grows and learns and things that affect its functioning and 
um, enhance its functioning. So I do a lot of reading and, and you know, hence the, the overload this week, exciting overload though, um, to do with neuroscience, neuromusical research and um, research into the neuroplasticity of the brain. Um, so there's definitely, you know, research definitely shows us that that first sort of seven to eight years of life is a time when there is, you know, amazing growth in the brain. It's, it's you know, they're just sponges. Kids, young people are just sponges. Um, and it's definitely easier to pick up a lot of that stuff, pick up new skills, learning and things like that. But um, as I said, there's been so much more research into what happens sort of, you know, middle to late childhood, teenagehood, um, adulthood, uh, older age, in terms of, you know, st- growing new neurons, strengthening new neurons and musical learning and mindfulness training, meditative practices, have been two really key areas where there's been a lot of um, research and studies that have found that those changes can be possible. Um, a lot of the research initially of neuroplasticity actually comes from studies of musically trained brain because they've found, and when I say they, lots of different studies, um, there's been lots of findings of, you know, really big differences in terms of things like, um, let me give an example, attention, you know, simple things like attention, being able to focus and have long lasting attention. Because if you think about when you have to learn an instrument or play either by yourself or with others, you know, you really have to focus your attention on that. And if you're learning in a group or playing in a group, your attention needs to be really focusing not only on your instrument, but then on the other person, you know, in, in the group that you're playing with, waiting for your cue or waiting for that rise in pitch to, to tell you when to come in. And I want to make it really clear that my interest also lies in not just musically trained um you know teenagers or um or young children teenagers or adults as in their musicians as in that's what their profession is i'm really curious and interested in um music for every age and everyone so you know dr anetta collins talks about it in a really great way about you know we don't question like we don't at primary school, for example, we don't question, oh, well, do we need mathematics if we're not going to be a mathematician? You know, there's the, the, we don't second guess the, the, the value of learning maths for the sake of learning maths, yet we question, often question the value of learning music. You know, why would we learn music if, if that's not going to be our profession? Whereas the research is really showing that musical learning has so many benefits on the brain, on the brain's function, on things like social behaviours, literacy, um, reading skills, numer- understanding of numeracy, the um, ability to um, have great impulse control or inhibitory control, which you know often in um, people with ADHD that can be a real challenge. Um, more research is coming out to do with dyslexia and how musical learning can support, um, can really support people that 
have dyslexia or that are diagnosed with dyslexia, it can support their um, their ability to be able to process reading, um, and then you know, following on from that, we really, you know, musical learning has so much impact on yes, people with challenges, neurotypical development, but also for for everybody like music is musical learning has benefits for everybody so you know the the implications of musical learning and mindfulness learning as well they go a lot further than just you know making beautiful music or feeling joy when you're you're making music with yourself or with others and and you know feeling really energized after meditating or doing some yoga you know the implications go a lot further than that in terms of that idea of neuroplasticity and our brain function even neuroprotective that idea of neuroprotective um, factors as well so you know protecting your your development of your brain along the life uh, sorry along the um, as you grow as you grow older so I feel yeah I feel like I'm getting really deep into a lot of topics um, simply because I'm curious about them and I think the research has so much you know there's there's so many implications that can support us and you know there's so much more that's going to be discovered to do with the benefits of musical learning and mindfulness practices um, so but why not start early you know my whole my whole thing is coming back to why not start these practices in early childhood I mean we know you know again I'm not a music therapist I'm I'm looking forward to inviting um some guests on very soon um who have backgrounds in music therapy and I'd love to have a chat with them about their ideas and their experiences and um tap into their knowledge because my background as a musical educator is in many ways very different, but it's also very complementary, I believe. I believe those two things are very complementary. I'm sure there's been studies on it. I'll have to, you know, they'll have to wait until I get around to my big pile of reading that I've got to get through at the moment. Um, that's just taken me off the track of where I was going with that. But um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, why not start? Why not start as early as we can? You know, I just read something the other day actually as well with my um, neuromusic studies about um, children that are, you know, regularly involved in musical programs in preschool are. I can't remember the exact statistics, but there are. A, there's a huge leap in their ability to then um, pick up the skills of reading when they start primary school and you know all of that comes back to them developing their you know phonemic awareness their auditory system in terms of how they're able to uh, really hone in on different sounds because when you think about how you learn to read is you obviously you need to be able to hear the sounds and the different sounds you know between the letter f what the sound makes for the and a and um 
rrr, the sound for the letter R. You know, you need to be able to hear all of those different sounds really clearly for then your brain to be able to process eventually what the different letter formation will be. And then later on, how you're going to write that letter formation, you know, how you're going to actually form that letter itself. So when we think about the implications of musical learning as early as, you know, in preschool, we're really setting our young children up for creating those neural pathways, you know, tuning in the brain, setting up the foundations of learning for them, them adding on that formal reading education, you know, education around learning how to, um, you know, differentiate between different letter sounds and then being able to form them with their mouth and then being able to recognize them on paper and then being able to know how to write them and then put them together to form words so it's a really you know that is is my part-time job I work with um, a literacy intervention group in the lower primary primary school and it's just fascinating. It really is fascinating. The more I uncover about neuromusic research and the more I understand um, about how we actually learn how to read and how we teach how to learn how to read, you know, it's very complex. But there is there is really that crossed neural pathways, the same systems that, you know, develop and learn language acquisition and reading there's a huge crossover with the same systems that learn and process musical learning. So there's there's so many benefits to that. And again, coming back to mindfulness, because this is really a shared conversation I'd like to have with neuroplasticity being the, join, being the joining factor, I suppose. You know, mindfulness, be, being aware of our the state that we are in physically, mentally, emotionally you know obviously we're not going to explain it that way to a young child because they're just going to look at us and go what what are you talking about you know but we can implement some some of those initial um, mindfulness strategies simply through breathing techniques you know get them to practice straw breathing which um, you know this um, rewiring your brain something that I was talking to talking about one of the co-hosts or co-founders of that is Fleet Mall and he does a lot of work on um, neurosomatic mindfulness which is really a lot of breath work that helps to self-regulate and self-heal. Um, he's also the founder of Heart Mind Institute which I might put a link down at the bottom it's it's really fascinating there's a lot of um, free resources that you can tap into there as well. Um, but yeah, just coming back to um, straw breathing is one of the most simple things that we can use ourselves and we can teach our young children because what's happening is when we do focused breath work, we are strengthening the neural pathways that are involved in our relaxation network and our rest and digest um, network. I don't want to go too much into our nervous system, but we basically have two nervous systems, two main nervous systems that are working in our body. One is that um, fight, flight, freeze system, you know, that's responsible for producing adrenaline, cortisol, you know, when we're in danger. So that's that's what's kept us alive and safe for, 
you know, eons. That's why humans still exist. But then there's the other system, the opposite system, um, and they're mutually exclusive, is the um, parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest, digest, relaxation. So that's what produces our endorphins, our oxytocin, those feel-good hormones. So when we are focusing on our breath, we are able to create a strong pathway to that rest-digest system. So especially the out-breath, and that's something that Fleetmore talks about as well. You know, our in-breath has slight activation on our um, on the sympathetic uh, sympathetic nervous system which is the one involved in you know reacting and fight flight and freeze but then our out breath is the one that then focuses on rest relaxation and that's what we want to be a longer breath so the straw breathing with the count of four for example you know you you imagine breathing in through your nose to the count of four one two three four and then you try and last eight counts with your out breath as if you're breathing through a straw so that you get that little bit of biofeedback as well through your lips you know those pursed lips it brings your attention to the mouth then you're blowing out and that's something that kids I use that all the time with my own children with myself and with the children that I work with they love it because it's an immediate effect. It immediately feels like you are present in your body. You are calming down your, um, you know, your amygdala. I feel like I'm just chucking that in as well. The amygdala is is the area of your brain that is really responsible for that. Um, the the alarm system. Let's look at it that way. That's the most simplest way to look at it. Um, you know, you're calming that down. You are, you are really sending the safe signals to your body, your brain. Um, and, you know, that strengthening of those kind of networks over time is going to be so much more beneficial because those are, um, those are the neural pathways or the networks roads if you like that are going to be traveled more efficiently and accessed quick more quickly as well so hopefully I've still got you listening with me I feel like I'm kind of dumped a whole lot of information on you but I guess the takeaways are that you know it's not it's not just stories that people tell or, you know, um, it's not pseudoscience. There's, there's so, we are so fortunate to live in the, in the age that we are, I believe, you know, in general. There, let's be honest, life, is, life can be pretty challenging um, for a lot of us these days. Um, I think at any time in history there are challenges and there are wonderful things that happen. I think one of the benefits of living in the age that we are in is that, you know, we really have a lot of evidence to support our ideas of 
of why music is so important, why mindfulness and meditative practices is so important, why what actually happens to our brain functioning and therefore our you know our health and well-being, our mental health, our spiritual health, our physical health. You know, there is just so much research surrounding that you know, in a time where we really need it as a society, as um, as a human, you know, as a human species, because life is very busy generally. It's very noisy generally. There's a lot to take in. There's a lot to be asked of us. There's a lot, um, you know, that tuning into the news and the newspapers on social media sometimes that can be really challenging because there's just a lot of stuff to process there's a lot of stuff that tends to um that can trigger us trigger our an emotional response like fear or anxiety or sadness um yes there's definitely a lot you know, I look at life pretty, try to look at life pretty balanced. So there's also a lot of stuff that's really uplifting and, you know, that makes you feel, oh gosh, you know, humans are, are capable of so many wonderful things. And I just, you know, I guess I just think about, you know, outside of what I'm trying to do personally and professionally to bring music and mindset to as many people as possible. You know, I just think of the greater good that those two elements when they come together you know music and mindset they're both equally wonderful powers they have this inherent power of you know good uh, rather than evil you know and when we bring them together you know they're superpowers you know what let's let's jump on this let's let's try let's try and include it as let's embed it into our curriculums into our early learning frameworks into our education systems into our health systems you know let's make that a part of just the everyday so that we're putting less stress on the health system less stress on our um, social support networks less stress on you know financial um, financial organizations you know let's let's do let's focus on this now and support our educators and our um the people that work with young people so that we're moving forward as a society towards you know po- really positive outcomes and and the ability to sort of be be self-regulatory as much as possible not that we're not that I'm saying you know every everyone should fend for themselves or whatever but you know let's let's harness our own inner power because we've all got it you know we've all got the ability to um to write our own history write our own present and write our own futures um you know, and that's really what neuroplasticity is. But just because we're born into a situation or we have a certain expression of genetic material doesn't mean that that's going to be the rest of our lives. We have the ability to change, you know, for the better. 
Um, and we can we can do that when we harness the power and the magic of music and mindset. And you know, I that's really where I'm inspired to to offer these courses that I'm. You know, this one, this particular course that I'm opening up um, very soon, towards the end of September. You can join the waitlist. I've put the link down below. But more than just you know, it's it's more than just promoting my own business. You know, I really believe in this stuff. I believe that it can help so many people and the knock-on effect is going to help so many people. You know, you're probably sick of me saying this, but teach a person to fish. You know, give the person a fish and they'll eat for the day. Teach them how to fish and they'll eat for a lifetime. That's, that's where my passion lies. Um, and... I want to help educators and carers of young children because I think that's where our we have this once in a lifetime opportunity when we do work with young children work with and care for young children. I think we have an amazing opportunity to really shape futures in such a positive way. So yeah, that's that's my little I wouldn't call it a rant, that's my little thoughts and chats for the day um you've probably had enough of listening to me and please take the time to to think about some of the things I've talked about and what it means for you and the people that you work with and if you have kids or you work with kids you know what it means for them yeah might do some breathing to to end the rest of this um just for a minute or so so I wouldn't mind if you join me in that Let's practice it together and pop your hand on your heart. Just take a nice deep breath in through your nose. And make a nice slow long breath out of your mouth. And breathe in through your nose. One, two, three, four. And breathe out through your mouth. One, two, three, four, five. Can you get longer? Seven, eight. And breathe in through your nose. Two, three, four. Out through your mouth. See if you can get to eight. Pop it in the comments, send me an email. I love hearing from you. I love hearing from anybody who's been listening and, and finding a little aha moment or that they it's helped them, you know, with something they're going through or it's given them inspiration for something. I you know, I I get that from so many other people. I love sharing that ability with others as well. That community of learning, it's such a wonderful thing. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, have a wonderful day or evening wherever you are. And, uh, yeah, let me know. Give this, give this a rating and a review and share it with as many people as you can. The more people we can get on the uh, music and mindset train, the, the better, I reckon. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This episode was brought to you by my signature course, Music and Mindset, the most comprehensive online course for early childhood educators and carers.
You can check it out at moversandshakersmusic.com.au. Remember the double O in movers, along with lots of other free resources to inspire you and boost your confidence and skills. If you love this episode, please spread the joy. Share it with a friend, tag me on social media at Movers and Shakers Music. And remember to download it and give it a rating because that really helps us to continue creating content that's relevant and useful for you and for many others. I'm Christy Russell and I'm here to help you understand why music and mindset matters. See you again soon.